Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, everyone? CEO of Destiny. This is Andre J. Benjamin, your host. And I am excited about this episode because in this episode, I'm going to talk about the most important question that we all have to answer. Uh, This question is actually found in a discussion that the master himself, Jesus, was having with his disciples. He was talking with them one day and he asked them, he said, who do people say that I am? And he said, some say you are one of the prophets, maybe Elijah, maybe Jeremiah, maybe you're one of the old school prophets of, of back day. But he says, Jesus responds and he asked them personally, he said, but who do you say that I am? And then it's almost like Peter gets a flash of genius or he gets a text message or a Snapchat from heaven from the Father and it says this and and Peter utters, he says, thou art the Christ or the anointed king, the Mashiach, the son of the living God. And he says, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And then he begins to tell Peter who he is. And he says, I I say that you are Petros. And upon that confession that you've made, I'll build up my ecclesia, my called out ones, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against them. So this is powerful in that the importance of the identity and how they related to Jesus was very important. How did they see him was the most important question that all humans must answer. Now, along with that is what I want to pay attention to is that he says this to Peter, that flesh and blood did not reveal who he was, but the Father who was in heaven. And I suggest to you and to myself and to all the listeners that are around, your family, your friends, everyone who will ever listen to this, is that that is the most important insight we have to have is that flesh and blood does not reveal who we really are, but it's the Heavenly Father that reveals who we really are. We cannot regard each other and see ourselves according to the flesh. How do you see yourself? Who do people say that you are? And more importantly, who do you say that you are? If you see yourself merely as your ethnicity and your heritage of where you came from or your family name or your neighborhood, your community, your environment, or even a test score intellect, who do you see you that you are? And who do you say that you are? What is your self-concept? What do you value yourself as? How do you assess yourself? How do you number yourself or count yourself amongst your existence on the planet? What do you feel that you're here to contribute? These are hard destiny questions that we must answer. Who am I? Where am I from? What can I do? You know, the five questions we talked about earlier, these are all important. So today I want to really delve into this concept of who do you say that you are? Who do you say that you are? Have you ever pondered and thought about the fact that you can't see yourself just based upon your earthly package of what you're what you're 
who you are. That we have to go back to the source. We have to go back to the father, to the Abba, to the dad, to the source and say, Dad, who am I? What did you put me here to do? And what did you deposit inside of me? What am I supposed to be releasing? So there is a lane that was singled out for you. There is a specific lane that you're to run in. I like the verse in James 1 where it talks about how that a double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways and how it says that the person who looks at the word and goes and looks into the perfect instructions of the Father and then walks away and does the opposite of it. The person who says that they are uh, in relationship, in a covenant relationship with them, but then goes and does the opposite. That person is like a person who looked at their own reflection and then forgot what they looked like. And that is powerful because it's saying that as we look into the perfect instructions of the Father, we should see ourselves. Do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves as the protagonist? Do we see ourselves as the one that is filled with faith, accomplishing the things that our Master and our Lord Himself accomplished? You and I were put on the planet to produce a result. You and I are part of Almighty and Sons, that the Father has a business and sonship has nothing to do with our sex. It has nothing to do with male or female. It has to do with our position in relationship, that we walk out as heirs, joint heirs and heirs, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. So there's something that you're called to walk out. There is a uh, outcome that you are called to produce. There's an outcome that I'm called to produce and I have to run in my lane and no one else's lane. I can't look at others and judge what they're doing. It says that God spoke to Joshua and he said, now this book of instruction shall not depart from your mouth. You will meditate on it. You will keep it before you. You won't go to the right or to the left. And he says that he'll give you a good success. You will prosper. You will be prosperous if you adhere to the instructions. So I believe these instructions that he gives us will pertain to our life as well. How do you unlock the value that you're carrying? How do you create value for others? What is it that you're doing? How do we discover in a time where they say that it's lean and we look at the workforce and we look at people who are launching businesses and we see that startups are failing at tremendous rates because people don't have plans and people's career pathways are all messed up because they're looking for pension plans and retirement and they're thinking that they can go and work at a corporation for 20, 30, 40 years. Well, those days are over. The trajectory of even most companies don't even last for 15 years. They don't have a life of 15 years before they're either going out of business or being acquired by other companies. So you have to think that even these massive corporations have laid off 2015, we saw the market dip and we saw Microsoft and Boeing and you can go down the list of all these major employers that were had layoffs, whether it was the tech sector or non-tech sector, these major corporations had layoffs. And you have to say, what is there? Is there a such thing as job security? Or should we be looking towards income security? Should we be diversifying? Should we be taking advantage of the U economy as they're calling it. Success Magazine called coined that term, at least in their issue they did. They talked about the U economy, how that the greatest investment that we can make in our, is in ourselves and not in some other company, not in some other corporation. I believe it's the same thing with you um, and your education. Do you see your education as something that you're responsible for? Are you looking for others? The Bible says the heart of a man is deep waters, Proverbs 20 verse 5, but the man of understanding draws it out. I believe education 
education is something that you must personally take responsibility for. We must personally take ownership of our educational pathway. We can't look to someone else to unearth the buried treasure that's within us. That powerful passage to me is uh, very insightful because it's showing that there's a revelatory nature of connecting to your source and finding out exactly who you are. What is your learning style? Are you uh, tactile? Are you um, uh, auditory, visual? Are you kinesthetic? Are you more of a person that is um, into uh, you know different numbers or you know there's just a various and diverse what is the different differentiated instruction mechanisms that are needed to draw out of you what's inside of you I think people looked in the industrial age and you look at our current schooling system and it is filled with this thought that students are these empty vessels that need to be told what to do and they need to be filled up with facts and information and much of it being irrelevant they need to be readied for the factory life of sitting somewhere for 30 to 40 years waiting for someone to define who they are giving them little menial rote tasks over and over again and that's antiquated that's of the past it doesn't last it's not real it's not reality we see people spending maximum of three to five years at a job switching jobs up down up down up down so there has to be a and we see with the outsourcing of jobs and the uh, ro robotization or the takeover of technology uh, outsourcing jobs and putting them in the hands of of robots and, and tech how can you protect yourself how can I protect myself I believe that that's where the revelatory nature of what God has given us is important your creativity your humor your ensuring what's inside of you by diversifying your portfolio not being so spread out that there is nothing effective happening but just like a person would go and put their eggs into one 401k with one company and then if the company takes 50, 60, 70% of it, you're lost. But if you were financing your own retirement, you were financing your own accounts, you were putting aside, you had your job that was one source of income and you created a different stream of income, maybe a couple per year. Maybe you, 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 you set a goal to reverse engineer what you want and you said, wait a minute, I'm walking into this job and as I'm walking into this job, I'm working backwards. Even the father says that he does that. He said, I work things from the end to the beginning and we're made in his nature and in his likeness. So God doesn't start anything until it's finished and that's the way that you should live your life. I should live my life is that we should model the mindset that the father has, which is to walk into environments and to look at it and say, wait a minute, I'm not going to take a job. I'm not going to take a contract until I've already worked backwards based upon what I plan to accomplish. I've already set a plan in motion and now I'm going to reverse engineer, come back to the starting point. I mean, start it, go at the end and, and work back to the starting point because I've already mapped out where I'm going and what I expect out of this. Therefore, you're not trapped. Therefore, you're not in prison. But most of us can lack courage to do this because we're not taught these things. We're taught unconventional, uh, very conventional methods. We're not taught these unconventional strategies of taking our minds activating them, deploying the assets that we have, which is our skills, talents, and abilities, our relationships. You know, they some say your your network is your net worth, and maybe that holds some truth. But these are the questions that I'm posing today is that how do you see yourself? Who do you say that you are? Are you seeing yourself according to just what your flesh is? Uh, one of my mentors told me years ago it was powerful when I walked into his 
amazing facility that he and his wife had paid for that was there to train up believers who were um, leaders and, for, and ministers from around the globe that they wanted to impact them. And as I'm walking into this powerful facility, one of the banners that was up as I sat in the lobby, it said, mindsets are the only true disabilities. And that's rang in my life so true since I saw that. I pondered it. I argued with it. I wrestled with it. As I read it, I was offended because it offended my intellect and my knowledge base. And God challenged me to say, how you see yourself? Do you have what we talked about in other episodes in regards to that grasshopper thinking? Do you have that grasshopper mindset? And do you see yourself as a grasshopper in your own eyes? Or do you see yourself according to the word of which I've spoken. That is the only surefire way that we should see ourselves, made in the image and likeness of the Father. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are the head and not the tail. You are the city that's set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. You are the answer and solution to the problems that are upon the planet. You have a sphere of influence that you were made to dominate, that you will shine in, that you're not waiting for permission from anyone else to go into that sphere and dominate. God has already released you. He's already commissioned you, and he's already given you the authority. So now we have a responsibility to refine our gift sets, discover our gift, number one, as we talked about before, refine our gifts and sharpen them, hone them, and you could do this by testing out different opportunities in front of you. Uh, it's powerful that the U economy has things like Etsy and Fiverr and uh, even the YouTubes and the Ubers and the Lyfts and the host of, of, of companies and different verticals for people to be a part of. There's so many opportunities for you to create side incomes. There's so many opportunities for you to become an expert in a field by experimenting, by taking a risk, by stepping out of your comfort zone and providing value for others. There's even forums where you can go in and answer questions for people and create true value. What about joining a Facebook group and answering questions and being the most insightful in that Facebook group, commenting consistently and bringing the clarity and adding value for others. And in the way that you, and you could do that by going to an Influencer, looking at an influencer's website, going to their Facebook page and getting there and actually not being in there spamming, going in there thirsty, trying to steal things, but go in there and add legitimate value and watch what happens as a result. You will draw people to you by solving their problems. So this question that's posed today is, who do you say that you are? I hope that if you've not yielded your life to the king, that you would lay your life down and say, all right, king, this is about me and you. I yield my life to you. If you don't know Yeshua, I plan and I hope and desire that you would come to know him closer and that you would investigate. You would look in the perfect instructions. You would ask God. You take a look in the scriptures and you see what's available. That you would trust in God and you would expect miracles from him. That you would believe the gospel. That you would turn from your old way of thinking and turn back to your ancient mind, the real mind that we lost that was found in the Father. So that's the question today in this episode is, who do you say that you are? Who do you say that he is? Who do you say that you are? It, just like Peter was built up and he told Peter that he was going to have a massive impact as a result of him properly seeing who the king was, you are made in the king's image, which means that you were made to be a ruler in an area of gifting. And I thank the powerful teachings of the scriptures and also other people throughout the years that have continued to draw that out of me to make me realize that I was royalty and you are royalty and that none of us were made to just 
meander through life guessing, but to take inventory and stock of who we are and actually go and deploy value into our spheres of influence. So that's it for this episode. Shalom. Bless you all. We'll talk soon. All right. Tune in. Leave us uh, your comments, your concerns, what your thoughts are, how we can add more value, some of the things you'd like to discuss. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.